0: This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at JennasChallenge.com. That's JennasChallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 47. Today, I want us to have a conversation that needs to be had, something that's going to likely happen to you as you pursue your biggest, your best, your most creative work, what to do when someone else copies you. I want to walk you through the steps that you can take, the options that you have, and the ways to learn how to let it go, put your head down, and focus on creating your very best work. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of the Gold Digger Podcast is sponsored by Honeybook. HoneyBook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. HoneyBook is offering twenty percent off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybookcom Digger to get started and get your life back today. Hey, Gold Diggers! It's Jenna Kutcher, and I'm so excited to get to spend some time with you today. Now, I just got back from a creative retreat, the Illum Retreat in Waco, Texas, and we had spent a lot of time in discussion about something that I feel like needs to be addressed on the podcast, but also just addressed within the industry. And that is what to do when somebody copies you. Now, this is a really uncomfortable conversation to have, but the truth is that when I looked for resources on the subject, there really wasn't a lot of them. I can tell you this right now, you will be copied at some point in your career if you're doing your best work. Now, This is a conversation that has to be had and it needs to be dealt with gracefully, but I want to share it from a place of what I've done in my career, holdups that I've had, different situations that have really hurt me, but also how I've grown confident enough in my ability to do work that I am free from letting that control me. Now, being copied, it totally sucks. In fact, it's way more common than you probably think. I also think it's more common now, more than ever, thanks to social media and all the easy access we have to content. Every single day, we are scrolling and consuming through ideas, and sometimes we are more influenced than we think or than we recognize by that consumption. Think about it. All of us are scrolling on the same platforms. We're ingesting the same content. We're seeing the same inspiration. And a lot of times we're far more impressionable than we even know. Now, if I were paid a quarter every time I was copied or ripped off in the last six years, I would honestly be sitting on the beaches of Hawaii and retired. But I know that without question, I personally have also made bad decisions. I've imitated people. I've duplicated people. I've copied other people, both consciously and subconsciously throughout the years. And so I want to preface the conversation with the fact that I am absolutely guilty as well. But I also think that in order to have this uncomfortable conversation about what to do when someone copies you, we have to address the fact that we are all first starting from a place that we've done it but that also acknowledging it doesn't make it right it feels icky doesn't it like it feels uncomfortable and awkward and you like get the queasies in your stomach but i want to direct this conversation because i think it's something that we've all really been needing in knowing how to navigate so first things first you notice that someone has copied you or even worse that someone might be a friend It's really easy to get super angry. It's so easy. So before you jump to conclusions, I want you to take a step back and sign off. Whatever you are, whatever platform you're on, whatever you're doing, and go outside. Like seriously, go on a walk and cool down. Sometimes I think that when I can get out in nature and get out of my office, I can realize like how I'm just this tiny speck on a planet Earth and that some of our biggest problems that seem like they could just pull us under they're actually pretty small. Now, this has happened to me so many times. On almost every single platform of my business, whether it be photography, my watercolor prints, this podcast, even my education, I have run into instances like this almost weekly, I would like to say. And a lot of times it's really easy to, like, let your heart just, like, jump into a knot and to want to take action immediately. Maybe you feel like you, like, want to text a screenshot to your friend or you want to address it head-on right away. And I want to walk you through what I think the steps to do. And I think that there are different scenarios and different levels of being copied. But first things first, I just want you to like log off and get a little headspace. And I don't think we give ourselves the opportunity to do just that. So after you've gotten headspace, you're faced with two decisions. If this is a really big deal and this could financially impact your business, you need to stop Everything else, stop listening to this podcast, and you need to hire a lawyer. We joke about the term like lawyer up, but sometimes in some situations, that is what you need to do. You don't want to take action. You need somebody in the legal system to take action for you. Now, there have been a few circumstances in my business where I almost had to go this route. And it made me so uncomfortable because I am a true believer in community over competition. But both of these instances were going to impact the bottom line of my business. So I'm going to just share a little bit about each scenario so that you can kind of understand the gravity of those. But I also want to let you know that I did contact lawyers in those situations and we drafted letters to the people and the situation was then resolved without going further into court. So the first situation was this. When I was first starting out mentoring, I was hired by a local photographer to mentor her, and I am an open book when it comes to education. If you've ever taken any one of my courses, you know no question is off limits that I will tell you exactly how it happened, exactly how it is. So just like every other scenario, I was very open with this student and she asked to see what my welcome guide looks like, my pricing guide, my email, whatever. So I sent it to her and I did not know this, but for two years, she had ripped off word for word, line by line, page by page of my pricing guide and was sending it out to brides, but she had also intentionally undercut my prices by a significant amount. Now, I realized very quickly that this could be a problem that was impacting my bottom line because I knew in our geographical area that there are brides that had inquired to both of us and had chosen her. And so this was one of those circumstances. The second one was when somebody took all of my ad copy, ran Facebook ads to a webinar where she had literally copied word for word my entire webinar teaching and script. And again, another situation where I realized, no, like this is really serious and it could ruin my reputation as an educator, but it could also impact my bottom line. So in both of those circumstances, I first went to a lawyer. And we just started handling the legal way because those had very serious implications. But those are like the very crazy extremes. A lot of times when we're being copied, just something that hurts us. It really hurts us. And so if you don't need to go to the extreme, which I pray you don't with a lawyer, after you've given yourself a little bit of space from what you're feeling off the bat, I want for you to draft an email. And I would tell you that an email is going to be your best route instead of a text or a Facebook message or anything of the sort. Now, instead of putting the person's name in the to form, I want for you to type an email to yourself, but I want for you to address the person and the problem in the situation. Now, the reason why I want you to do this is because I believe that you need to sit on this a little bit longer. When you are reaching out from an emotional place of hurt, a lot of times you're going to say things that are intended to hurt that person. And so I want for you to write an email, but make sure you send it to yourself so that you have a little bit of time. First, I want for you to express that you notice that their work was looking really similar to yours or whatever they were working on and explain how that makes you feel. So why you are hurt or frustrated. And then I want for you to propose an action for them to do, whether that is to respond and talk it out, whether that is to remove the work that was copied from you. But here's the thing. I want for you to make sure that instead of pointing fingers, I want for you to lead your sentences off with i and not you statements because no one can tell you that you're not feeling certain things. So instead of pointing your finger, I want for you to come at it from a logical place and not an emotional place. So for instance, you could say, "Hey there, like I noticed that you posted this today and I just felt it was so aligned with this project that I'm working on. And it's really hard for me to not feel like you're copying me. And I know that your intentions might be super pure that maybe we had the idea at the same time, but I just wanted to reach out and let you know how I was feeling and maybe see if there's something we could do to make sure we're differentiating ourselves enough so that it's not confusing for other people or that our projects are different enough so that we can both feel fully passionate and invested in what we're working on. I don't know, something like that. But instead of saying, you did this, you're copying me. I know you did this. This is wrong. You are wrong. You got to do it from I sentences because no one can tell you like, no, you're not actually feeling hurt about this. Well, yes, you might be. So after you've written that, send it to yourself and I want for you to sit on it for a solid 12 to 24 hours, or you could have someone close to you specifically outside of your industry read your message to make sure that you aren't too emotionally charged or accusatory. Now, after you finish that little quarantine that I'm putting you in, you might just feel better that you wrote it and got it down and be able to let it go without hitting send. But I really believe that that waiting period is important because it's so easy to let our emotions take over in the heat of the moment. Now, my tip here is this. If you see something and you know you're going to feel bitter about it or that your heart is going to be hardened or that your relationship is going to be different if it isn't addressed, it is so important to follow up and face it. If you feel like you can let go and move on and do the work, then do that. By all means, do that. You might need to take small steps in maybe hiding their posts from your feed or even unfollowing them, but that's on you. That's not on them if you choose to not take action. And I want for you to understand that. Now, if you feel like you can go in the right direction without hitting send, do it. But if you feel like you need to address this because you know that you're just going to let it weigh on you and weigh on you and weigh on you, then it's time to send it out. Now, once you hit send, I feel like we can go in the direction of a choose your own adventure book here. Did anyone else read those books when they were kids? So, here's the different adventures you're going to go on. Adventure number one is this they respond, they're embarrassed, they apologize. And you two can work together to form a plan that's going to make you comfortable. Now, this has happened to me on numerous occasions. The person apologizes, acknowledges the mistake, and then they share what they're going to do to remedy the situation. Now, depending on the extent of the copying or what material was actually recreated, there are a few directions this can go. Earlier this year, someone in the industry had published a website that looked really similar to mine, and this was somebody that I considered a friend. And we had both paid for custom work, and so right off the bat, we addressed it, we remedied it, and we both moved on, and our friendship was preserved. Okay. Like we let our emotions not be a part of this. I just said, Hey, we both made really big business investments. There are a lot of similarities here. I want to make sure that we are really distinguished in this industry as different leaders through our websites and our platforms. And I just want to make sure, you know, that we're both getting the custom that we paid for. They fixed it within a day, apologized, sent flowers, and moved on. We both moved on and we both had custom sites that felt like ourselves and maybe they intentionally copied and maybe they didn't. But regardless of which, they understood that as a peer in the industry, my feelings were hurt, but also that our businesses could be impacted poorly by having both of our sites really similar. So that's one thing. Now, adventure number two could be this. They respond and deny the act of copying. Hey, there have been way too many times in my life that I have had the exact same idea as someone else around the same time. And to be honest, I think this happens a lot, especially because we are all consuming a lot of the same things these days. So in this case, at least you expressed how you're feeling. And now it is time for you to put your head back down and focus on creating your best work. This is considered a challenge and it should challenge you to truly differentiate yourself. If anyone has read the book, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, she talks a lot about ideas and how we have different ideas, but a lot of times people have the same idea and how if we have this idea, we have to like put our head down and do the work and make sure that it's ours and that we're feeding into that idea in a really cool way. So if you're really struggling with this, if you feel like somebody copied you and they're denying it. I challenge you, read the book, Big Magic. It might change your perspective about how ideas work and what that looks like. And it was just really refreshing for me to remember, like, it is our job to make us look different. Okay, so adventure number three is send out that email and they don't respond at all. (laughs) I've also had this happen, the evil crickets take rest in your inbox and my goodness, That's really hard. Like you're hitting refresh, refresh, please, please, right back. But this is where you're really, truly tested in your ability to move the heck on. Friends, your life is too short and your business needs your attention. And you're faced with some decisions on where to leave your heart in this. But my prayer is that one or two will happen so that you can hear back and at least have a little closure on this. But if this is where it stands... If this is where the end of the conversation happens, your only option here is to put your energy back into your work. Now, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I get copied all the time, but I also recognize the fact that I'm very easily influenced by the things I consume. And so one thing that has truly helped me as an artist and a creative and an entrepreneur is to first focus on creation. Before I consume, every day when I make my big three things that I need to get done for the day, my biggest goal is to not sit there and scroll or not read all my emails or ingest education from other people before I start creating. When you can first focus on creating and let consuming be a smaller part of your day, you're going to have a clearer head. For some people, they have to literally log off of social media for a week, a month, even a year, because they know and understand and can acknowledge how that can influence what their creation looks like. Now, I have learned that if I know it's going to change the way I feel about someone, If it's going to harm my business or steamroll my ability to move forward with my idea, then it's up to me to address it. And I've started addressing things way more head on than I used to. And I think that comes from confidence. Once I put out how I'm feeling out there to the person who I'm thinking copied me, I have to let it go. I am taking that weight and I'm putting it into their court and they can decide, are we going to share this burden? Are they going to carry it or am I? But it's not the weight for me to carry. And the longer you fester, the longer you are kept from doing your best work. While I was at this retreat, we talked so much about this within the leaders of the group. So many of us were feeling bitter or hurt or our hearts had been hardened so deeply by someone else stealing our work. And we realized that it's actually a really big problem that nobody's talking about. But I felt like whenever I talked about those circumstances, I had this lightness about me. And trust me, guys, I didn't always have this. And I still definitely struggle with it. But I think I've learned this. When you truly believe that you are the only person out there that can do what you do in your way, in your voice, with your ideas, you start to create this gap. Now there are so many people out there that do what I do, but I know that I can do it in a different way because I am me and I've had different life experiences. If you play the victim in this and let that be the thing that holds you back from living out your dreams, you're telling those people that they have control over you. And that should not be the case. Never. Now, back in my early entrepreneur years, things like this could entirely derail me. In fact, that first circumstance where that girl had taken my pricing guide and undercut my prices, it made me never want to educate again. That led me to believe the lie that there were secrets and that I needed to covet the secrets of my success so that I could still be successful. And in fact, I stopped mentoring and stopped teaching for a few years. It took me that long to get over that fear. But that's what it was. It was just fear. And I was believing that and giving that power over the belief that I had the ability to impact people in a bigger way. Now, the longer that I've been doing this and the more that it happens, the more that I realize and understand that my energy can do two things. It can dwell and wish and be bitter, or it can focus on putting out my best work that I can do and making sure it's mine and mine alone. Being copied, it straight up sucks. But if you're not sure if you're copying someone or if someone's work inspires you to do something that might be somewhat similar to what inspired you in the first place, my advice is this. Reach out and tell them and share your idea and let them know how they encouraged you or influenced or inspired you. Be upfront with your plans and ask them for feedback. If they feel uncomfortable with it, you've just opened that conversation up. Do this privately before you share this idea. This is the best way you can take this head on because it's awesome to inspire people and you never want to hurt the people that inspire you. But you also have to be honest with yourself and say, am I just being inspired or am I copying someone? Now, if you're in the trenches right now, if someone has recently copied your worst, like a friend of yours, if you feel like they're just riding your coattails or taking your idea and running with it and you're really struggling with bitterness, I truly encourage you to lean into those hard conversations. I truly encourage you to do whatever you can to preserve the relationship that is at risk right now. Because as us leaders were talking at this retreat, I realized that a lot of us have lost really dear friends in the industry over this. We have allowed our feelings to get in the way of our friendships. It's hard. It's really hard. But if that is what you're giving your energy to, if that is keeping you from creating, if that is not enabling you to do your best work, if you're coveting your ideas because you're worried that someone's going to copy them, you're not fully living your life. If that is what is driving you as a creative, there's got to be a shift. It was interesting. I was laying in bed one night with my sweet friend. We were talking about this and she's like, I don't get how you don't care. And I said, no, 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 I care, but I care about the work I'm doing more. I care, but I trust in my ability to create things on my own. I care, but I also acknowledge that sometimes we have really similar ideas and it just challenges me to make mine totally different. I care, but I know that my voice is mine alone and that I just need to keep shouting it from the rooftops. I care, but if I covet the things that are my best ideas because I'm worried that someone's going to copy them, I know that I'm not living my most creative life. Guys, it's going to happen to you. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. If you're doing your best work, you're going to get copied. But I encourage you to do this. I encourage you to put your head down And ask yourself, why am I creating this in the first place? What's my driving force here? What's my motivation? And I encourage you to not let your heart get so wrapped up in these things that you can really lose that vision. For me, I've learned that I am really analytical about my business and I'm very emotional about my relationships. When it comes to my business, I don't let the emotions get in the way too often because I like to think like a CEO. And trust me, I know that I'm wired differently than a lot of other creative people. But when I'm analytical, I can think very clearly about how if somebody was copying me, it could be impacting my business and my bottom line. And if it's a relationship and I'm emotional about it, then I know that it's something worth fighting for if I'm going to lose a friend. So I challenge you to walk through these steps that I've outlined. First, get some head space. Give yourself a little time to feel insignificant in the giant planet that we live in. Second, write an email, but send it to yourself and make sure that you're using I statements and not you statements. Next, send it to somebody and get their feedback. Send it to somebody outside of your industry and get their feedback. Then, You got to start to let it go because the ball is now in their court. Now, lastly, I want to encourage you to try and hold back on the need of roping in other industry friends into this problem because whatever industry you're in, I can promise you this, it's not as big as you think it is. It's really small. And a lot of times we have a tendency to run to other people in our industry when we feel like we're having a problem with someone else. But I think that you need to handle this as privately as you can to preserve a true friendship and that you need to not influence the way other people might feel about this person if it truly is just a shared idea. Now, if you get copy, my friend, I want for you to know that you're not alone. But I pray, pray, pray that you handle it in a way that you'll be proud of years from now. If you run into that person at a workshop or a conference, or hopefully if you're still friends with them years from now, being copied sucks. It truly does, but it's going to happen and it won't be the end of you. I can promise that. Now, in closing, I want to read a little quote from Elizabeth Gilbert herself in Big Magic. She says, Dearest fear, creativity and I are about to go on a road trip together. Now, I understand that you'll be joining us because you always do. Apparently your job is to induce panic whenever I'm about to do anything interesting. And may I say you are superb at your job, but understand this creativity and I are the only ones who will be making any decisions along the way. I recognize and respect that you are a part of this family, so I will never exclude you from our activities, but your suggestions will never be followed. You are allowed to have a seat and you're allowed to have a voice, but you are not allowed to have a vote. You're not allowed to touch the roadmaps or suggest detours. You're not allowed to fiddle with the temperature. Dude, you're not even allowed to touch the radio. But above all else, you are absolutely forbidden to drive. Do not let fear keep you from creating your best work. Your best work lies ahead of you. And even if you are facing that somebody is copying that best work, it can still be your best work because only you can create it. Get out there and keep on digging your biggest goals, friends. And I pray that this tough conversation was one that might help you navigate and at least know that you're not alone and give you a few action steps to handle this. If something like this might happen to you now or in the future. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger.